At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to Legit Bat. Happy New Year, you fucks. Hearted faggots. Uh, thanks for joining us. We got a New Year's Day show, and I'm very surprised that we actually all made it here because yeah. I'm decently hungover. I've been worse, but I'm trying to fix myself at the moment. So uh, I was really drunk the day after Christmas, which he called <sighs> Christmas the 26th. I was drunk. While he was singing a song. Yeah, I could tell when he showed up at Mom and Dad's. I was like, you are not okay in any not. way shape or form he was like kind of stumbling hey rebuttoning his buttons and like hey i was all oh fuck, dad's gonna sniff that one out literally in like two minutes no he can't even he no. can't even smell <laughs> were you singing mariah carey's christmas hits uh, no stop don't even do that he was actually singing so bad religion has a christmas album and he was singing hark the herald angels sing oh my god but instead god. of saying Instead of singing Glory to the Newborn King, he said, I'm drunk and it's Christmas 26 yeah, or something. Oh my God. <laughs> that was Joe. <laughs> I had that boy. We actually do have a list of uh, hilarious things I say when I'm drunk. She Jen wrote them down. Farting. Shocking. Well, yeah, I mean, shocking. And sorry, bootstrappers. Yeah, we're talking about farts, but I, I won't play the sounds. Is it? So it's a compromise. Uh, anyway, so. Hope everyone had a great new year. Mine's okay. It's 2023. It's still the same thing. It's just we call it something different now. So that's cool. Yep. But we have Ryder Lee from Raised by Giants joining us today. And uh, why don't you uh, start out by introducing yourself in your show? It's a, He's a fellow Forbidden Knowledge News Network uh, show. Or is that how you? Yeah, something like that. Podcaster? Podcaster? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, my well, brain's not working today. What do you want? Well, sorry, but I'm very upset that it took you guys this long to invite me on your show. <laughs> that actually makes sense, dude. You pop up on my Facebook as someone you may know all the time. And for the longest time, I was like, do I know that fuck? I think I know that guy. I thought we had this been trying to schedule sense. you for a while. Lies. <laughs> no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I had no idea. No, there's, dude, I have a, a mental list in my head of different people I want to have on, but it fades in and out with 
drinking and drinking. stuff. <laughs> no, uh, we're super glad that you came on. Thank you yeah. so much. You've yeah, met Ryder you. a bunch on uh, Day Zero and probably some other shows we do. You know, Lindsay Sharman, that that whole group. He knows Chris Matthew. Right. And so yes, very glad to have you on. But what do you what do you do over yeah. at your? Show? I mean, I know, but the listeners might not. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me on this uh, very first episode. I'm very honored of the new year. And I don't understand why we even, why do we even celebrate New Year's? It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's a great, great place to start. It doesn't make yeah. any sense, but. hundred um, percent. I was just thinking about why stuff is closed on New Year's Day. That's dumb. In yeah. honor of Jesus. No birth. religious. No. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was thinking the same thing. No, it's the dumbest holiday ever. Like, I don't understand it. Like, oh yeah. One year we went around the sun a couple of times. Yeah. Let's go celebrate. <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's the dumbest holiday uh, that's out there. That's even, I don't think that did, did we celebrate this in ancient times? I don't think, I think this is a very modern thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, in I ancient times, they didn't, even, they didn't even count the years the same. Jesus was born. That's and they're like, now we're doing it this way. And Je- no, they would, just one life. They would look at the stars, know when the equinoxes were going and know that that meant certain things for their culture, depending on what part in the world that they were in. It's like, you know, th- there's a reason why people always talk about the first frost. That was a huge sign for them. If they were coming into uh, harvest season and they had a f- their first frost, that was their ding, ding, ding. Shit's going to get cold now. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. I know the Chinese have been celebrating New New Year's for a very long time. I would, they I would celebrate pro- that I would, in like June or something? Whenever their year ends. But for them, every single year is a big year because it all symbolizes you know the animal that corresponds to what they feel like that year is going to do and it's very horoscopish uh but even even that has more depth than american new years like all we do is just get hammered shoot off fireworks and shotguns we're not supposed to have on on america yeah yeah. no uh so isn't the uh the tech like i heard a lot of people talking about how the actual new year i don't know if this is in uh, ancient times or not but the actual new year is like basically in spring like that's the new year like that's the full cycle because you have everything coming back new everything's blooming, blooming and everything yeah. gets hot then dies and then it comes back again in the spring so that actually does make more sense to have it in yeah what if you're in the middle east though where it never gets cold and <laughs> it's hot like all the time <laughs> and in camels i don't know <laughs> the last time i heard about like palestine or iran or syria was a while ago and every time i do hear about them for the last i don't know probably before i was born it's always really shitty so i'm like yeah they might celebrate the new year but i have a feeling that as the last two thousand years it's probably the same thing as every other day over there yeah yeah a lot of shooting a lot of yeah a lot of cow herding, goat fucking, you, you name it. <laughs> Donkey shows. <laughs> so I, we were mature talking about the show. Oh, mature <laughs> avocado. Oh, that's a that's an inside joke. Look that one up if you want. Take no, your safe don't. <laughs> Uh, so we were talking before the show, and uh, I know you and Chris have kind of been looking into the whole Corey Good thing. And for people that don't know, why don't you give us a background on that motherfucker? And uh, I never really paid attention to that i'd heard about it and i'd heard the 20 and back and the secret secret space program and super soldiers and all that shit and i always kind of passed it off as like that sounds like utter bullshit and most of the people that talk about that stuff sound like they're fucking crazy so i'm like i, I don't really care so cool concept but with very uncredible people yeah 
so talking about give it. us a little background on Corey good ben probably doesn't know who he is either but uh and what what happened with that how it started and how it's going basically because how, how it's going is fucking funny well yeah <laughs> well basically what happened was is see i was really interested in the in all of this stuff whenever i first started my show close to around three years ago now you know, I was kind of like, you know, I'd watch some people that were talking about it. I never put too much credence into it. I'm just like, oh, hey, this sounds interesting. More like a science fiction fantasy story, you know, fighting aliens yeah. in space for 20 years and then being age regressed to the, back to the very point that you were taking. It was just completely ridiculous stuff. But I still find it, you know, found it kind of interesting because they were talking about a few like real things that were happening, you know, like with MK ultra, that's where like their story always starts out is like with MK ultra, they were abducted by these people. They were taken to a military base. They were mind fractured. And then they were immediately sent through a jump room to go to Mars and fight aliens. And then for 20, 40, 60 years, and then age regrets back in time. So Corey good kind of got his start in uh, 2012 on this uh, forum called Project Avalon, which Project Avalon is like an offshoot of Project Camelot. I don't know how long you guys have been really in the community or not, or far enough. I'm, I'm familiar with Project Camelot. Isn't that kind of a lot of bullshit too? Yeah, it's Carrie Cassidy, and she's what she's been doing it for a really, really long time since like 2005 and stuff. She kind of pioneered this whole uh, conspiracy and secret space program. She kind of made them pro popular, right? So Corey Good began on this forum, which was a split off between Project Camelot became Project Avalon. And it was an online forum. And he was on there like talking with all these uh, talking with all these people. He was basically just getting a story all together. Right. So he puts the story together. David Wilcock, I'm sure that you guys are familiar with who David Wilcock is. He kind of got a latched on to Corey Good's story. He was involved at Gaia, which Gaia is like freaking huge you know, when it comes to spiritual concepts and aliens and UFOs and all that shit. So he hooked up with David Wilcock, David Wilcock brought him to Gaia and they created this huge show, which is called cosmic disclosure, right. In 2015. And the show was freaking huge. It made Gaia millions of dollars off of this one show with Corey Good and David Wilcock. Right. And then Around 2018, there was like this split between Corey Good, David Wilcock, and Gaia. And things didn't go down well. They kind of split ways, right? So then uh, there was a few people. I don't really want to, you know, really name their names because it's an ongoing, like, lawsuit right now with Corey Good and these people. But there was a group of people that kind of came out and was like, hey, Corey's full of shit. You know, online, they were getting on YouTube and on Facebook and on Facebook groups and being like, hey, he's just completely made up this entire story. It's fake. It's bullshit. It's not real. Uh, and Corey Good gets pissed off. He's like, oh, you, these people are, you know, uh, ruining my career. I was making all of this money before I was making, you know, close to a million dollars off of one course. And now I can only make uh, $50,000 off of what was course. their grounds? Just real quick. What was what was their ground for saying that he was making it up? Besides the fact that it sounded ridiculous, how did they know? Well, the producer of Gaia that produced the show was really close with Corey and he was giving Corey information and then Corey would turn around and put that into the show, 
right? Gotcha. Okay. He, he would be like, okay, well, what do you think about this other <laughs> secret space program that are uh, whistleblower or asset that's coming up with all these claims? And then Corey would watch it and then later on incorporate what he heard from that person say into the show. Wow. So okay. it became like this whole like thing over time, they realized that so he, he watched he, him make it up uh, in real time. Yeah, exactly. So exactly what was going on. So Corey gets really butthurt and is like, oh shit. Uh, so he just decides to go after all these people and sue them for um, what's that called when you sue somebody for damaging uh, intellectual property or oh well, slander or libel or slander. I want to say defecation, but it's not def- defamation. <laughs> defamation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It depends on what court case you're in. If you're in Johnny's depth, it's uh, defecation within defamation. <laughs> defecation yeah, but- of character. So yeah. defecation of character. Yeah, he shits his pants like 24-7 all the time. It's a really big problem. But no, defamation. He decides to sue these people for defamation for saying that he was creating the stories and it's all a part of his uh, you know, his whole story and everything. So then he these court cases come out, right? So he just had a court case. There was a deposition that he had to, you know, go under oath and like testify uh, you know, about all the stuff that he's suing these people for. And then the deposition is later on referenced in court. So there was these, uh, there were six videos, six hours long in total uh, that was released around, I think two and a half weeks ago now or three weeks ago. And what had happened was, is if you watch these videos, they're really concerned about, the information getting out and it becoming public. They're like, Hey, like, this is like a private thing, right? No one else is going to be able to view this blah, 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 from the very first deposition video. And what happened was, is that his lawyer is a complete idiot and has absolutely no idea what she's doing. And apparently she's a part of his whole SSP cult too. And she's working for him for free. So she screwed up and didn't file the right paperwork to make the deposition videos, private videos. So after 30 days, they became public deposition videos. So all, all of this information came out and he basically said under oath in court that he made everything up, that he made up the secret space program, that he made up the 20 and back program, that he made up dark fleet, that he made up, basically his entire story and it's all a part of his intellectual property, which is the exact same thing that he was claiming that these people were doing to him saying that he's, that his story was fake and made up and not real. He just goes under oath in court and says that is fake made up and not real. It was in a very roundabout way too. I, we listened to it. I think was it OBDM who covered it? Probably. And we were listening to pieces of it and just the way that whoever is asking him the question about, you know, did this really happen? And he says, it really happened in my mind. And yeah, he not, answered he it really weirdly. Come out and say, I made it all up. He says, it's intellectual property because it all happened in my mind. And then the person talked to him and says something like, so did you make it up? And he's like, it's, like, it's my story. It's my story. <laughs> yeah. He says something to, to try to make it sound true. He says, it's true to me. It happened to me in my mind. So it's, it's kind of his a roundabout uh... way of saying, I made it all up. Not really. He basically says that he made it all up there. If you watch I've watched them all like freaking four or five times. Cause I've done a few episodes on this with, uh, with Shane, the ruiner, which has been calling out Corey good for like eight years now. 
So nice. I've watched them several times. I've watched commentary on them. I've clipped them all out. I've put them all on my Instagram page. I've made a Corey Good mashup video. So I, I basically nice. know exactly what he said. And he is asked directly. He says, the deposition lawyer asks him, he says, so Corey, have you ever been to space? Right? And Corey replies, physically? And the deposition lawyer asks, yes. And he says, I don't believe so. Right. So it's like, and then, you know, later on in the deposit, it's, it's like a bunch of different things thrown in there. A lot of pieces that you kind of got to piece together. And then he also talks about these beings that he would uh, talk to that he has made the public believe have been physical experiences since 2015. See, this is the biggest problem with this whole thing is that he's been frauding the public and telling everybody that these experiences are 100% legitimate, real experiences, physical experiences. And then he says that they're not, right? He says that the beings that he was, uh, you know, channeling are a part of his imagination and a part of his meditative process when he's been leading everyone to believe that he's physically meeting with these inner earth beings from inside right. the earth. And he's having these secret meetings with them and they're giving him all of these uh, classified information and all these meetings and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's, and he says that he made up dark fleet, which is, that's a part of his intellectual property that um, no one ever talked about dark fleet before he started talking about it, that it's all in his book, you know, and that he made up the 20 and back program, that it's a story that it's not real. You know, well, so you, know, you can you know, tell that you can tell it's true that he made it up because if you made up a story and someone stole that story, you'd get very upset. However, if something that insane really happened to you, and someone else said that happened to me too, you'd want to reach out to that person and connect with them 100%. You wouldn't shit on them. Notes and shit. So it's very yeah. obvious that he made all of it up. Exactly. And that was the point of the producer that came out in 2018, 2019, and was saying all this stuff that he was making it up. That was one of his points as well. He, because Corey was really, he didn't want to talk to anybody else that was saying that they were a part of any of these programs because he made it up and he felt like that these people were stealing his story and his intellectual property. Right? So yeah. there's, there's another <clears throat> facet to that too, where you can almost tell a fraud is like um, several different podcasters have talked about that aspect where they don't want to work with anything else, any, anyone or anything else that is claiming to have the same thing because it's stealing their thunder. It's stealing their ride to the top that they're using. But the other way that you can do it is, uh, it's crazy because these people that usually make it up, every contact that they have is something really important that nobody else can get. It's yeah. always super classified documents and equipment and technology. But then when you actually ask them for the particulars, they're like, well, I didn't get actually any blueprints, but this was what they told me was going to be coming. It's all word this of mouth. It's always it, they, what they call it bombastic. It's hyperbole. Right. It's so like, sensational. And what's funny is that the same people that will believe that kind of stuff are the ones that are like, oh, CNN said anonymous source, but they'll believe somebody like Corey Good who says he has an anonymous source about Dark Fleet or something. Well, you know, it's, and you see the same thing with past live experience. You can weed out who's who's bullshitting because most of the people that are bullshitting every time they pick out a, a past life it's like the super important super exciting story yeah it's i was an egyptian idea. pharaoh yeah, yeah i was an egyptian pharaoh i was cleopatra I, nobody wants to be like some of the ones that you hear where they're 
very shy about saying it because it's not the best story. It's either not exciting or it's horrible. One of the ones yeah, I you never have somebody who's like, I remember a past life where I was a peasant and I was six years old and I lived for like, you know, 10 years total. And then I died because I was hungry. Many no, you many never does. Oh, really? that. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's why some of them that you end up hearing where the guy's like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about my past life experience. One, because of who I was and two, because of how real it was. So if, if this was actually a real one, a guy started or a kid started having these memories as early as he talk and it ended up being that he knew details about this that people hadn't found until he named his past life and then when they dug they actually found it because there wasn't any other frame of reference and he was a fucking regular very much nazi that tortured and killed people in a concentration camp and then when he had the name and gave it to them then they went into the archives and ended up finding that at this point that's exactly where that guy was yeah he and he's like yeah i don't want to talk about that i was a horrible <laughs> person in my past life like you can always tell these markers whether it be from people that are talking about contact with aliens past life experiences even ndes where it's like nah you're just making yeah. that shit up so and uh, if they want a lot of money too that's another big right thing. they're trying and to base. get money trying to and teach that, courses, trying to sell lots and lots and lots of books. A, a couple books is understandable if you want to get your story out. But if you're trying to just like pump it out, obviously. Well, that's what's referred to in this <laughs> deposition video too, Corey, several times in the deposition videos refers to the community as a billion dollar industry. Right? <laughs> and if that tells you anything right, right. there, it's, you know, that, that he's all about the money. And he also yeah. refers to that he is trying to like get into Hollywood and create this, you know, create movies and comic books and all this stuff based off of his fake made up story. He even references right. Star Wars in there as well. He's like, it's kind of like Star Wars. I'm you know? down with that though. Like if he wants to make good content, I mean, those stories are fucking great. First of all, I don't believe him for a second, but they're fucking great stories. <laughs> it's like Star Wars or Star Trek watch that shit it's fucking entertaining whatever but to to think that it's real so the other thing i was thinking about this earlier though is isn't that a perfect way like if that shit was real wouldn't it be the perfect way to make it seem ridiculous by having all this out there i mean i'm not saying it is it just it always you know, trying to think on both sides here wouldn't it be well, if there was a secret space program and all that shit, have some crazy coot come out and then be uncovered as a fraud who just wants money. You know, I, I don't know. What well, do that's exactly what the what I was trying to like really uncover with this whole thing, because this whole this whole thing came out at the at the perfect time. Right. Because I'm doing all this MK Ultra research because I'm actually trying to dig down into the parts of these people's stories that are actual, real, legitimate stories. Right. And the, the MK Ultra stuff is real. I've interviewed Kathy O'Brien. She was, uh, she's came out and I've been talking about this stuff. She actually had a uh, court hearing in front of Congress in 1995 about the MK Ultra that she suffered. Um, and then I'm, then another thing that, you know, I was trying to dig into because it, it's related to the secret space program topics is that they always talk about, which is the Stargate project, right? They always talk about the Stargate project, that it was this, magical portal opening kind of governmental funded project and they were doing all this stuff in space they're opening portals on earth going through the portals and then going to space for 20 years and like all this crazy stuff but if you actually research the stargate project ah uh, um, yeah 
It's an actual real government funded army intelligence BIA program uh, that we're studying psychics, ESP channelers and stuff like that to collect data information, to collect intelligence data. Right. And that started the funding for that started in 1972 and the CIA was funding SRI International, which was doing the which was the first group of people to actually be funded by the government to study this kind of research. But actually, if you go back to the declassified MK Ultra documents, you'll see that Sidney Gottlieb actually had sub projects that he was running in the MK Ultra projects that were studying ESP psychic abilities uh-huh. and remote viewing and stuff too. So then you fast forward to 1972 where Stanford research and international were, was also studying that. And then the army got a hold of it in 1975 and then it got transferred to a DIA project and became a special access program in 1979. And then the project was shut down in 1999, well, 1995 by the CIA when it was supposed to be handed back to the CIA and the CIA shut it down saying that there was no active intelligence data that was ever collected from the program. See, they, they like to mix a bunch of fact with fiction here to right. muddy the waters on right. really what's going on. That's why it's a cover-up. It's to cover up the real legitimate shit that's been happening on the planet since World War II. Yeah, the best World way to II, cover up a lie is to put is to put something out that is true and then make it look fucking ridiculous because then anytime it's the same with the, I'm not saying this is true. QAnon stuff. They just, they, they use Q as an umbrella for literally anybody who questions anything. And Q got so fucking out, like no offense to anybody who was into that. I was not, but it got so out there that it was obviously bullshit. If you're paying attention to, to put everything under that. And like, now if you're, you're questioning anything, you're a MAGA Q tard, uh, you know, Trump person or something. It's really strange how that went down like very quickly too, within the last couple of years. And that's a perfect example to cover up anything that might actually be going on in space. Right. Cause there's been a lot of researchers in the past, uh, since like 2000 that were actually doing real secret space program research. Mm-hmm like a rudimentary not this fantastical fucking bullshit disney shit we see on the screen not that nonsense but a real rudimentary secret space program and what they might be doing in space like having people legitimate real humans on mars legitimate real humans on the moon and they were getting really close to figuring this shit out and then boom 2015 hits and bam fucking core goods on the scene and just all of it's gone, basically. Now, there still are really good researchers out there that are researching it, like uh, Walter Bosley, Dr. Joseph Farrell, uh, even Darcy Weir. Darcy Weir has done really good work. Uh, he's created a lot of documentaries on the Apollo missions and stuff like that and trying to get to the bottom of what's really happening in space. All right. So it's that's been it served as on a bunch of different levels. But like that is a really big one is to cover up anything real that might actually be happening in space from technology that we've developed. And when you look back through where all this phenomenon really started happening, you realize that it's us and it's been us this entire freaking time. All the UFOs and all that stuff, it's all us. It's all us and our highly advanced technology. None of it's ETs. 
ET's yeah, isn't that funny how, how people want to always point to uh, an alien, you know, ancient aliens? That show drives me absolutely fucking yep. bonkers. I tried to watch, like, I don't even know how we got it. We had the history, the history channel. channel. Yeah, and I was watching. Crazy. I'm like, let's check out this ancient alien shit. Let's see what this is all about. Every episode is the same. It ends the same. And it's been going on for like, I don't know, 15 years or some shit. It's been going on for a long time. And uh, why, why are we always pointing to something else when... Uh, I think the way Crow Triple Seven puts it is the the peanut butter and jelly sandwich idea. He's like, if you go out into the desert and find a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, are you going to say, "Wow, a very advanced race built this"? He's like, "No, a fucking human built that. That's what we do. We build peanut butter and jelly sandwiches." So, I mean, that doesn't apply to right. It doesn't apply to everything, obviously, but it's a funny way to think about it. But it's like the show Travelers. We just started watching again. Like, have you seen Travelers? Yes, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really they're a advanced race and they fucked up. So they're coming back to try to figure out how to fix everything. And I can see ETs uh, the way they're described by you know contactees or people who claim they're contactees, they don't sound like they have a whole lot of emotion or a lot going on. It seems like they fucked up a little bit. Well, here's the thing is that we've completely gotten the wrong idea about what a extraterrestrial even is right and that's been our fault we we've fucked that up we fucked that up with our own assumptions and our own thoughts and our own ideas and we've thought that the government has been covering up the existence of extraterrestrials this entire time when they haven't they've been telling you the truth the entire fucking time it's just no one's listening because they think that there's a cover-up with ets and extraterrestrials right after every single event every big event that's ever happened ufo related in the united states now i can't speak for other countries because i haven't done i haven't done any research on other countries but there has been you know craft and stuff that's crashed in other countries and shit but i don't know anything about that i'm just focusing on the united states here right so after every event uh you know the roswell event of 1947 the um Washington flap event of 1952, the Kecksburg event of 1965, all these events, there's always a person from the military. It's normally an air force general or somebody that is, you know, a part of the military at that time always comes out and has like a public awareness thing that like does like a public, you know, appearance and a public speaking thing. And they always say every time they say, there is absolutely no reason to believe that this event had anything to do with extraterrestrials, right? Yeah. Well, if it's not extraterrestrials, then what the fuck is it? It was a weather balloon. That only leaves one other option though, right? It leaves one option that it's us, that it's us and our technology that we've created, that we've had since the mid 1800s that we've been working on since the mid 1800s in Northern California. You guys are from Northern California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if you guys have looked into the Sonora Aero Club, but they were building advanced anti-gravity craft using spinning green mercury in the mid-1800s. There's schematics, there's pictures of, of this, there's drawings of the craft that they were building. You just type in on Google Sonora Aero Club, and it'll come up with all of the different schematics and drawings that of the craft that they were working on. And then if you look at the newspaper articles from way back then, that's when you'll see people talking about seeing stuff in the sky, right? At that same period. And then you fast forward a little bit to Germany during World War II, they were doing the same thing. They were trying to build crafts, but using a a different kind of substance. They were trying to use a red spinning mercury 
and their craft, their, their bell, the Glocka craft was using that same exact kind of spinning mercury anti-gravitical uh, craft. So yeah. then after World War II is when all of these things start happening. All of the events right. happen after World War II, right? World War II ended in 1945. The event right after that was the Roswell event, which many people believe, including Walter Bosley, Dr. Joseph Farrell, and a few others that I've talked to, was a crashed Nazi craft that we brought the Germans over from World War II and Project Paperclip, all the aerospace technicians and all of that to come in and build NASA because NASA wasn't a thing right. until the Germans got here. Right. And all of the aerospace techs went to NASA to help them build these anti-gravity gravitical craft. Right. And the, the crashed Roswell craft was a special access black budget project that none of these air force people would have a need to know of exactly what it was. Right. That's why they were like that general at the, uh, Roswell event. I can't remember his name. He's referenced in all of the Roswell stuff saying that, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. Well, you wouldn't have the need to know to know what this technology actually was. Well, right. The Roswell thing was always funny to me, too, because it's like uh, if you're saying it's an alien crash ship, that means that they traveled how many light years in a crazy technology, technology, UFO, whatever, and then they just like and crashed on Earth. Like, I don't think so. That sounds more like something humans would do. Exactly. And then you fast forward a little bit from that, which is the Washington flap event of 1962, oh, 52. Sorry, I get the dates mixed up sometimes because there's a lot of freaking dates to remember. But 1952, uh, there was a shoot down order. The, those were the UFOs that was over the White House. There's many pictures of that online. You can just Google the Washington flap event and oh, yeah. it'll bring up pictures of UFOs over the White House. Well, there was a shoot down order given for those UFOs. Right. So why in the world ever would you give a shoot down order to a group of UFOs if you thought that they were extraterrestrial? You just got out of one of the biggest wars ever fought in the history of the world in World War II. You're going to risk going to war with a freaking intergalactic species. Right. Not going to do it. Right. And then the Kecksburg event of 1965, which was in Pennsylvania, it uh, looked very, Dr. Joseph Farrell talks about this and he's written books about it and everything. It looks very similar to the Bellcraft that was being uh, developed in uh, Germany during World War II, which also looks very similar to the Lunar Lanyard, L Lunar Lander as well. That, uh, that acorn type yeah. craft. Yeah. What, what do you think about like, so things like uh, accounts in the Bible of people that point to aliens in the Bible, like Ezekiel seeing the wheel in the sky and all this shit. What do you think about that? The old school, like, I mean, apparently old school, we don't really know when the Bible was written to, for sure, but like things like that, the older accounts, like they say, Oh, aliens and UFOs aren't anything new. It's been happening through all of time. Like, yeah. what do you think that is back? If you can trust those accounts from back in the day? Well, yeah, I would like to preface this by, I don't think that any religious religion texts can be cited as a historical document but with that oh, being said sure. with that being said i i think that maybe those craft were done by uh people like a highly advanced human civilization that had been here for a really long time 
It makes sense. If, if, if the earth or whatever this is has been around for a, an enormous amount of time, it really makes sense that there's cycles that happen and there's things, you know, there's highs and lows, like the Kali Yuga idea where it's uh there's highs and lows and there's golden ages and then there's high technology and then something fucking happens and we fuck it up or something natural happens and we get wiped out and we got to rebuild from scratch. And then we find shit 10,000 years later, like Gobekli Tepe and all these weird old sites and stuff that we have no answers for, according to the mainstream narrative of uh, human history. So, yeah, it makes sense to me. Well, also, too, there's stories in the Vedas of um, and a bunch of ancient historical uh, texts as well, like the uh, Sumerian texts and stuff. It, it talks about these this group of people that um, developed all of this advanced technology and then when something was about to happen and the the earth was about to be destroyed whether it be a natural disaster or an in uh, not an organic disaster or whatever a manufactured disaster they would leave they would leave for a period of time and then after it was over they would come back and continue manipulating and doing all the shit that they were doing to you know society at that time now i don't know what leaving means it could mean leaving the planet or it could mean going underground you never know like i think that uh if there is anything as such as an extraterrestrial i don't believe that it's an actual extraterrestrial i believe it's terrestrial i believe it's from here right it's from underground and just because it doesn't look the same as us or it's different than us people are you know claiming it to be extraterrestrial when it's not it's it's terrestrial they're, they're here i mean that's a, that's a great diversionary tactic to always be pointing people you know outside of i mean we say it all the time but pointing people outside of yourself it's oh it's not us it's fucking aliens or you know some crazy outside threat it's not us it's not humans that's for sure yeah it's something else we're well, not also, also too when you look at the the whole abduction phenomenon too the the very first abduction was the popular abduction that can be cited in the united states was betty and barney hill right and they're making a movie about that on Netflix. But what people don't know about the Betty and Barney Hill case was in the very beginning, Barney came out and said that it was the military. He said that he saw people in military uniforms, mm-hmm. that it was the military that abducted them. And then later on, whenever they started going to the regressionist to get regressed about their experiences, the regressionist um kind of you know i don't know if you guys know led them a little bit led them yes i had them ask them like very leading questions to have them change their story into being aliens Mm. and that's very easy to do when someone's Mm -hmm. under hypnosis of course yeah yeah you can plant thoughts and ideas and things in the people's heads as easy as that right you can just boom like especially in a, a regression state and then that evolves into you know uh, a, a bunch of other things that i've discovered too with researching the uh, stargate project as well i interviewed quite a few people that had to do with this project like actual official military people that were verified in the program like angela ford lynn buchanan no way you Dr. interviewed her yeah that is awesome sorry I got her, I got Lynn Buchanan, Dr. David Morehouse, and uh, Dale Graff, which he was like the supervisor of the entire uh, uh, Stargate project. So 
what I discovered was that because I was interviewing Lim Buchanan and he's talking about how he was asked by these men in black, right, to see if he could kill somebody with his mind, right? Just psychically remote view them and try and kill them. The men who stare at goats type of deal? Yeah, that's what that movie was based off of. That's yeah. that's him. The main character in that movie is actually called Lynn. Uh, Lynn Cassidy in the uh, in the movie, but Lynn Buchanan is the real guy in real life. So he was approached by these uh, men in black, which was, you know, the government, of course. That's, you know, what they are. They're just, you know, black budget people. And he was approached by them and asked if he could psychically kill someone with his mind. If, like, they had a target, could you kill them? And he declined, obviously. And then I asked him, I was like, hey, well, I know that you declined, but if you wanted to, could you have killed the person with your mind? Right? Like, let's just say that, you know, I know that you're not, you said that you weren't, weren't going to do it, but could you do it? He hypothetically. Said, yes. yeah. yeah, hypothetically. And he said, yes, I could have killed the person with my mind. Right. So then that evolved into, I think, what happened? I think that that was a test for him because I think that they, the reason that they shut down that uh, Stargate project in 95 was because they found a different use for it, right? It evolved into something else. And they couldn't carry those people that were working for intelligence data collection into a new special access program. So the new program evolved into something way more sinister, which is exactly like what I was explaining to you with Lim Buchanan. Like it, it evolved into a, a remote influencing, remote assassination, remote controlling people psychically to do things out in the public. And I know that might sound a little far-fetched, but I, if you can see the proof of that out here in the world. But again, I think that that program evolved again, right? And then they completely cut humans out of that whole thing and they developed a technology that can do it for them right they no longer have to have human involvement anymore they've just created a technology that can psychically uh remotely control you plant thoughts into your head uh, no that's very scary i don't like this don't (laughs) get a hold of that shit they won't have to suicide people anymore i just don't want no okay keep going okay I think, I mean, if you look up like V2K and shit like that, it's very real, very real technology that they can implant thoughts and ideas in your head. And then if you look at it, well, just psychically killing somebody, just taking them out with, you know, your mind, raising their blood pressure to such a degree that they have a heart attack or they go into cardiac arrest or whatever like that, that would be the, the lazy way to do it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do it like that. It doesn't create as much upheaval, not as much political upheaval in whatever country or whatever, uh, you know, place that you're trying to do it, what you would want to do is you would want to psychically convince somebody else to do the crime for you. Manchurian candidate shit. Yeah. Which explains to me that not explains, but it's a great theory as to all these uh, mass shootings and things like that, that happen that they just so conveniently seem to happen right around the time they're trying to pass new laws. They and do, and the people, it's a great springboard the for criminals that. typically are pretty out of it. They don't have a lot to say about why they did things. 
They're not like no. There's that guy in I can't remember what city it was. But remember, he did some shooting at a subway station, and he li- he he later turned himself in and said he was watching the news and realized that was him, and turned himself in. He's like, I don't know how this happened, but I he turned himself in because he saw himself on the news. And he's like, I did that. Holy shit! What? You remember that story? I don't remember that, but I, it doesn't surprise me. I could yeah, definitely see crazy. that happening with some kind of mass. MK Ultra kind of frequency to influence people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. And I think that that's exactly what's going on. It's kind of like the difference between, you know, Osama bin Laden just dying in a cave, right? Yeah. No one cares. No one cares about if Osama bin Laden died in a cave of, you know, what I mean, Tim Osmond? Yeah. <laughs> but what you would want to do, right? You want to send. SEAL Team 6 in. Right. Take him out, right? Because that yeah. looks way better optically. Right? It's like, oh yeah, hooray America. We did it. We took down the enemy. You yeah, know, even if you throw his America. body in the ocean at the end, it's totally fine. Yeah. America. Fuck yeah. Yep. But yeah, well, that's what I... Go ahead, brother. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, since we're talking about like government projects and shit, do you know much about Project Looking Glass? I, th- I figure for a New Year's show, that'd be kind of a cool thing to talk about. I don't know if Ben's ever heard about it either, but Project uh, Looking Glass is pretty interesting. I've heard about it. Hold on one second. And I know as soon as I see even a small description, I'll be able to tell you whether or not I know about it. Well, I think that that's another one of these things that's been lumped in with the secret space program. People in the... Um, super soldiers and all that they they all talk about this project looking glass kind of technology but if it does exist it would have been a product of these remote viewers because that was one of the things that uh, they were tasked to do in the stargate project a lot of them were tasked to look into the future look into the past you know, remote viewing and, and seeing it psychically. So if they created a technology out of the remote influencing psychic assassin program that happened after the Stargate project was shut down in 95, then it would make sense that they would develop some kind of technology also to be able to look into the future as well. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I'm, I've only heard people that, uh, you know, talk about it that I've claimed to be in these kinds of programs and stuff. So right. And that, that kind of brings me back to the idea that something like that probably does exist, but maybe the title of it the, and the idea behind Project Looking Glass is more of a cover story that seems ridiculous so that you don't believe they're actually fucking doing that. Who knows? Well, what's really interesting, too, is like right whenever people started kind of talking about Project Looking Glass, they they came out with that movie Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. through the looking glass. Yeah. Right? So now anytime you go to Google and try and search up looking glass tech or looking glass technology or project looking glass, the first three pages on Google is all Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass. Yeah. Well, I just did that exact thing, but I made the mistake of doing project looking glass, uh, which is, something else and it immediately gives you the option for operation looking glass if you do operation looking glass wiki it is the first thing that pops up and they i know that that's also another little trick is the difference between operation and project is like grammar makes fun of that all the time they're like project operation operation project whatever whatever i'm not not really sure 
I, I haven't heard of this. I, I've heard of the name, but I didn't know anything about it. But uh, I, I don't really know anything about this other than what it's saying, which makes sense in theory uh, to have a command post in the sky in case your nuclear command posts on the ground get destroyed. Uh, but well, the project looking glass that these people talk about is completely different. It's uh, it's that they believe that the government has created these devices that allows them to look into the future and see what kind of events mm. are going to happen and what they can do and what they can get away with. And basically on this timeline, and apparently now this is just from what they say, they say that there's three of them. There's one in the United States, one in Russia and one in some other country, probably, probably China. China, probably. So, and apparently since 2000 and I don't know, 14 or 15 or something like that, that none of the project looking glasses have depicted the same thing. They've all been like off with what they're showing people. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that gets kind of QE white hat kind of shit because a lot of them were saying, uh, and this is why I like looking into this stuff, but there's certain things that smell a little funky, you know, when you start looking into it. And uh, one of them, I think, they said past 2012 i could be wrong on that but they that they couldn't see anything past 2012 there was some year that they couldn't see anything past that and so that's why everything has been so fucking wonky when did the large hadron collider get turned on 2012 oh all right yeah Yeah, that makes sense and that's that's i think probably tied into that whole idea is that certain they're trying to do that's not even i don't even think that's science fiction at this point they're trying to find other universes and other dimensions with that. So it's not weird if that fucks up our timeline. Well, I think that a lot of that is to place blame onto something else that's not even tangible, you know, so that they don't have to take responsibility. It's like an excuse of like why things are so shitty, right? Like why is the government doing this? Why are they doing that? And instead of, ever taken responsibility on their end or coming out and admitting any of the wrong that they've done against humanity, they can just shuffle it off onto, uh, you know, Project Looking Glass or CERN or any of this other shit so that they they don't have to be confronted with any of the real shit that they've ever done to humanity and the world, right? That's kind of how I see a lot of this stuff. And I know that that's not things that, you know, people want to hear because they want to hear the, the dramatic, you know, crazy, wild stories. But it's really the, the, the real stuff no one actually wants to listen to. They think that it's boring and because they should, used- though, people should want to hear reality regardless of how exciting or non-exciting. Yeah, I agree. And that's where I think the, the community really needs to go and needs to go into, you know, researching real shit right and it doesn't matter if it makes you popular or not yeah you can bring on all these fucking contactees and all these secret space program people for till the cows come home it doesn't fucking matter and it's probably going to get you a lot of views and it's probably going to get you a lot of likes and a lot of subscribers right because it's fantastical and all this crazy shit but whenever you're talking about the real stuff it doesn't seem to be as popular right like dark journalist on uh YouTube, fantastic channel. He, he's been, you know, talking about real shit for a really fucking long time. He's actually really popular on YouTube, but he just did a episode with a, a lady that lives in a different country that's 
really fucking researched a lot of this Jeffrey Epstein shit and a lot mm. of, uh, you know, the, the, um, AI and how they want to simulate us into like a machine and create this VR virtual reality shit. And she's actually done real fucking hardcore journalistic research into it. And whenever you dig through the surface now, like I can't quote this verbatim because I literally just watched it earlier. So I don't have all the technical, uh, you know, fucking shit here to this, but essentially what she's saying is that Jeffrey Epstein didn't have really anything to do with child sex trafficking and all that shit. That was the excuse that they used to bring him down. There was Mm. way more shit that was going on in the background. He was basically money managers for a lot of these fucking elite people. He had control of their money, where they were getting their money, how much money they had, where they were storing it in offshore bank accounts and like all this stuff. And he had like connections to scientists, a lot of science, scientific research that he was funding. He funded, he actually made, uh, he was one of the first people to try and make uh, SpaceX a, uh, you know, a privately funded corporation, like all this different shit. And yeah, he had weird ties to a lot of shit. Everyone's just looking at the surface level, fucking child sex trafficking and underage minor people and then so that they put that out in the public and they can say that they've actually covered it right they're not going to talk about all of the financial dealings that jeffrey epstein had with all of the powerful elites and the politicians and what he was actually really fucking doing for them yeah and then they use the smoke screen of you know child sex trafficking and pedophilia and all this shit yeah because it tugs at the heartstrings that's going to trick people into not even they're not they're gonna have blinders on after that right it's that bombastic shit it's that shit that's like eye-catching uh clickbait type shit where it's like oh child sex trafficking and they can't think about anything else after that because of how bad it makes them feel to think about that one thing yeah and then they don't want to think about because a lot of people look into this stuff and are like "Ooh, that's so beyond what i want to like i don't want to look into that like i don't even want to know again they just click past it and want to know about that guy Exactly. Easy to yeah. Exactly, and that's that's been the trick in the in the game for a really long time is to put out a smokescreen, put out a cover story that seems super legit and really plausible, and get everybody believing in that smokescreen and in that fabricated fake story that yeah. they don't dig deep enough to figure out the real story. Yeah. And it sucks too, because I'm always bouncing back and forth between uh, like looking into some of this stuff and like, oh, that's really interesting. And then going, going more on human vibration side and being like, everything's a fucking psyop. Like literally everything to an extent is a fucking psyop. Like everything that we can see kind of is a psyop though. I know. That's why if you look at it a different way, you're like, oh, fucking is. Right. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of mental work. And sometimes it's exhausting and it's okay to take a break sometimes, but I don't fault anybody for digging deep either. No, that's why we watch dumb shows on Netflix. You got to disconnect from, well, I mean, that's probably not disconnecting from reality, actually. (laughs) Get high, eat some mini corn dogs and watch a show. Yeah, some pizza rolls. Hell yeah, I watch a bunch of shit on Netflix. I love movies and stuff. Like I watch TV shows and movies and shit all the time. And then people will be like, oh, well, why are you watching that garbage and bullshit? Well, because I find it entertaining and I like it and it gives me a way to decompress, you know? 
Yeah, it's. I mean, you watch football. I watch dumb fucking movies. Who cares? And either way, we're all watching it with an open eye. Like we're gonna notice the occult symbolism, and we'll let it go. We've talked about that. No, not today. Not today. Where it's like, there's a difference between uh, your average normie watching shows and you know watching, and then we're watching and fucking going ah. You see that? You see that? But we try not to symbolism. Do it relaxing, where we'll we'll notice it and we're like, no, I just laugh at I it. I saw it. I'm just gonna let it go because it's okay. It's a chill. Like time. you see that clear agenda they just said in that sentence? Yes. You see that? Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, and you can pick that shit apart. I, I just watched they, they them, on Peacock. It was the most propagandist fucking transgender bullshit I've ever fucking seen. Sounds in my like life. it. And I, I mean, had, I can uh, tell that just from the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was thought that they, I thought maybe they would do like a satire thing and kind of maybe you know make it to where it's like kind of in the middle or like kind of in, in between. But no, nah, they just went all the way with it. Full on. <laughs> but I kept watching it, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. I know exactly what this is. You know, whatever. I'll watch it. You know? Right. You got to watch things for what they're for. Like uh, yeah. we uh, we were going to bring up Travelers again. Uh, we were just because we've been watch re rewatching it, and uh, I need to rewatch. We it. actually I really love that show. Go yeah. back and rewatch it. It's worth a rewatch. This is our third There's- time rewatching it, is it really yeah no but the first time we talked about it was with uh my maria and she was talking about how she thinks q is basically the director the director like some yeah. sentient ai or something that's sending and he's trying to constantly fucking switch shit to fix it but the people and, it's almost like god too in a way if you think about it so people are just following like blindly in the show they actually treat like, him like god knows you have to do what the director says yeah. and the director fucks up all the time and the people keep doing it because they have to because they come from a time where they have nothing they they barely show it they show it uh, i don't know a few scenes here and there of what their actual life is like in the future but it got canceled before we could see any of that it is weird Fuck too, you no, know and they, they wrapped future, it up but... really fucking weirdly too i think that oh, they yeah. knew i don't they think knew it wrapped they, up yeah they wrapped it up they wrapped it up with project omega they completely wiped the entire system and they had to start over again hold on we're in season uh, three we forgot and we're rewatching. spoilers whatever <laughs> i got a really good memory so i can remember like a lot of shit but yeah the, the, yeah, the show the show's really fucking good it uh and that's exactly what i thought too but what i thought was really weird with the show is that it turned out that the, the that the director is actually the bad guy uh, right when, yeah you know what i mean like he's like the the enemy and they figure right. that out too kind of yeah. they're like they start questioning it kind of in the second season where they're like yeah but that's when it gets canceled i remember that it got canceled around a time where the people that were blindly following a higher being or a higher person whatever they thought the director was or we thought the director was they're following killing people doing whatever the director says then they start questioning it and then the show gets canceled and then COVID-19 happened right after that it got canceled in 2019 yeah that's when I didn't yeah. watch it until 2020 I don't believe but oh. I, binged it. I binged it all I've only watched it one one time through I need to go back and rewatch I need to rewatch OA too OA is a fantastic yeah show. we watched that through twice and that got canceled too yeah it got canceled so the second season was my fucking favorite hands down mind they blowing that shit. third wall yeah it's they're so like yeah we were cool. acting that whole time it was like um quantum entanglement a little bit or a lot of it, it it's so full of like very possibly real shit but they yep. they do it in such a great way it's fucking fantastic show but they also have the weird hand movements that make it look ridiculous and people yeah. just discount it like oh they're doing dumb hand movements to stop a school shooting That's weird stupid. Noises. and then the second season though is fantastic mind-blowing yeah. shit i love that second season i think i've watched the second season twice through now 
And my favorite is the very end. The very end because it puts everything in perspective. Sorry, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen. uh, Cover your ears. I highly recommend it. So what it's all leading up to is, do you remember the rose-colored stained glass window that everybody that's ever went uh, made it to the stained glass window, they aren't able to handle the truth because it's supposed to reveal the 100% truth of everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. So whenever that that guy gets to the stained glass window and opens it up, the first thing, this is what everyone that I've talked to that's watched it has completely missed, is that the first thing that he sees, first he sees OA falling from like she's like an angel and then she falls to the ground, right? But the second thing that he sees, he sees a fucking movie set. A movie set. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say too, but it's all a movie. Yep. And that, that's where Welcome I was talking about, kind everybody. of bouncing back and forth between looking into stuff <laughs> and going, it's all theater. Like, And it sounds reductive and lazy to just say, oh, it's all a distraction. It's all theater. Blah, blah. But And is it, isn't she kind of friends with the main bad guy in season one? They're like lovers or together. I don't know. Of the OA? No, he was her her captor. He captured the four of them. Isn't he in the second season too? Yeah, he's in the second season because he, whenever she escaped out of the dungeon that that he had them all in, she escaped. And then, but the rest of them weren't able to escape. So, but he did the movements because it requires four people. He did the movements with them and they went to the different reality and then that's where in the uh first season she's training all of the other kids and the friends and the school teacher to do the movement so that she could skip into that reality with them and then right. season two is whenever she's skipped into that other reality and she appears there and, and is all messed up because her memories didn't from her, that life in that different reality weren't with her it was only her memories Right. I, that's such a good show. And all of these concepts, the fact that shows like this get canceled is, I mean, it's, I guess, par for the course, but it seems like it's something that people should be watching on TV. If you're going to mindlessly watch TV, not that we're doing that, but if you're going to watch something, it should be something that could potentially be real or something that's going to make you think a little bit. And they all get canceled partway through before you can see what happens. I don't know. Maybe it's prompting thought as well. Yeah, they should definitely go back and do a, a season three of the OA and do a season of the Travelers. I watched both of those shows back to back and I was like, holy shit. We did too Tomorrow. when they came out. We had to watch them, what, every week? But anyway, highly recommend for everybody. Anyway, TV shows. Yes. Yeah, I know. Whatever. We digressed a lot there. <laughs> anyway, uh, ben, what's up, Ben? Everything okay? You just uh, take a break. No, I because uh, I, I got to go to bed because I got work tomorrow. Right, right. regular time i had to, i have like two more loads of laundry that i gotta cycle through to make sure everything's done oh oh dumb life shit well oh, it's man. fine we're good place to wrap up anyway <laughs> oh. uh right why don't you tell Sorry. everybody where they can find it's your okay, ass man. and uh everything that you do uh yes you can find me on youtube at raised by giants Rockfin, raised by giants odyssey raised by giants and all of the different podcast platforms and on forbidden knowledge news network and instagram at raised by giants pod i'm completely over facebook not fucking with facebook anymore done with it oh and you can follow me on uh twitter uh at raised by giants eight nice thank you thank you did guys we... i appreciate you of course, of course. did, did we plug for coming on man last time i can't remember if i did anyway Corey, well. i did i did plug it but yeah Corey hughes has his jfk book out now ben you'll be interested in that it's oh, uh, okay 
buymeacoffee.com slash JFK book. It's a huge, massive book. You can pre-order it now. Again, that's not a sponsor. I, we're just homies and I'm plugging him. Anyway. Love Corey. Uh, happy New Year, everybody. Thanks, Ryder. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Jen. Bye. It was born. What is it like? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.